he was i never i never ever would have thought christian bale could play a villain holy shit he stole the whole movie american psycho man what are you talking about i've never seen it i i know the the gist well he plays villain in that and he does a very good job of it so yeah i definitely knew he could play a villain he's also kind of an asshole in real life so uh, all you have to too. do is be yourself i my biggest problem with the thor movies the new thor movies it, well Wait, honest, one second i gotta unplug my microphone it's doing something weird yeah sure just just ruin the spot just start the bit and then interrupt it for your own Wait, personal shit that's I'll be fine I'll that's be fine back. it's not like i was building to something that's fine that's fine i'll just sit here forget what i was talking about that's okay I'll just play with this fucking box over here. Just fiddle with this. Just fiddle with this box here. What do we got in here? Oh, that's what happened to the painter's tape. Now I know. Now I know what happened to the painter's tape. My kid did something with it. Now I wonder where it's stuck to. Because you know there's like a whole roll of painter's tape that was on this. So now. it's going to be stuck somewhere. I'm back now. Uh, oh, you are. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying. <laughs> I realized that my... Uh... <laughs> My my microphone mount was loose and it was like pulling on my mm -hmm. cable. I'm like, ooh, I'm damaging the 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 thing here. Let me uh, fix that real quick. Oh, so we're still talking about your shit? <laughs> no, we can talk about we can talk about Christian Bale being a villain. Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not great, horrible gaming podcast It's not even what you would call fair It's really not that good Horrible Gaming Podcast Hello, my name is Zachariah with Old Man Gaming, and you, dear listener, have decided for whatever reason to tune into another horrible gaming podcast. I am not alone. Mostly, I am never alone. With me is... Neil, a.k.a. a tiny wizard. Uh, yeah, and we're going to have a fun show. I mean, by that, I mean I'm going to have a fun show, and you guys are going to be sick about the thing that I'm talking about. But, <laughs> and I'll give you a hint, it's not Starfield or Sonic. So you well, know what it's about now. Yeah, yeah. There's three things we've been talking about constantly. So yeah. Uh, so other than that, uh, we gotta thank some people before we get into this stuff. If you've, unless you've already tuned out because you know what we're about to talk about, which in that case, I understand. <laughs> uh, number one, but behind our ugly mugs, you're seeing a fancy graphic that was supplied to us by Mr. Mark Bell. He does all of the graphics here at OMG. And then of course, the theme for, theme song for this show and all of the shows here at Old Man Gaming is provided by my brother, the man who makes the music, Nick Van Sliders. We thank him for that. <laughs> Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to our first segment, and of course, our most important segment, that is Fanturaction. Where'd my phone go? I completely forgot to start my stopwatch. Sweet. Okay. Right, I got one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Fanturaction is where we talk to you guys, the fans, us, the co-hosts. Uh, we read your comments on the YouTube, the Discord, and wherever else we find them, uh, and remember to read them. Uh, so this week we had, I think, five comments. One, two, three. This is one, two, maybe three. Four comments. Four comments. We got four comments. No, five comments. Five comments. Sorry. Do I hear All six right. comments? No, just five. Just five. <laughs> All right. So backdraft chimed in. Comment number six enters the ring. <laughs> 
Blizzard is a cancer in the gaming industry. Uh, I don't think anything else to be said about that. Uh, you are correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no disagreements here. Uh, Backdraft then said, yay, Wildermyth, to uh, me and Philbilly saying, we are going to get back on the Wildermyth horse soon. We are. I have. I was just talking off camera. We have one episode left before we're eight ahead, before I even air the first one of the live wrestling show. We'll slow down on that, which will allow me to do some more streams, one of which being the Wildermyth stream with Philbilly, and then the other, of course, being Firefight, the Halo Firefight with you and Kayla, which I... Love doing. Uh, then we get to William Hohen. Hi! Exclamation point. There it is. There it is. Uh, Phil got four hours of prep time? Man, that's a lot more than you gave Melissa. It is a lot more than I gave Melissa. <laughs> a lot more. Uh, about mobile games. There's a bunch of fantastic one-time purchase games on mobile. It's hard finding them. You have to weed out a lot of garbage, but there's many. Stuff like Dismantle, Songbringer, Cyrilim, Grim Valor, Bastion, Watcher Chronicles, Ninth Dawn. Okay, I'll stop. If you need more, just ask. That's all I have. Thanks for now. Hashtag no mo no. No moving. I I cannot sing that out for some reason. No moving ever again. No moving ever again. Yeah. No moving ever again. Indeed. Indeed, Will. Thank you for your comments, sir. Uh, I just I can't bring myself to buy a game on my phone. I, ju I just can't. I, I can't pay money to buy a mobile game. Even if it's good, I'm sure there are ones that are good out there. I do not disagree with your statement at all. I cannot bring myself to spend money on games on my phone. I have only for games that, like... I already know that I like like the Sonic original Sonic Sonic 2 are on uh, mobile platforms. Mm. I use them with my uh, my Kishi Symphony of the Night. Same situation. That would be um, cool. Yeah, that would be cool. It, it, it was very nice playing with touch controls is a nightmare. But I also do this <laughs> thing on my phone. Uh, it's called uh, it's a Google Opinion Rewards. Basically, it like sends you a little survey asking if like you've watched a YouTube video or something, which chances are it's something I've watched. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like, hey, did you watch this? Why did you watch it? Did you like it? OK. And they <laughs> give you like 25 cents of Google Play reward money. Mm. And you can use that for whatever. I currently have twenty one dollars. <laughs> so I just so you could this. just do that. Yeah. That, and that's what I did. I, yeah. Symphony of the Night, Final Fantasy VII, uh, the Sonic games, like I have those. They've all been downloaded uh, with that. That's awesome. That's really awesome. That is awesome, man. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Asylum 66. Not the first time Elden Ring has had some lazy boss designs. Surprised no one mentions the second half of Elden Ring was almost copy and paste of the first half, and fatigue takes over. Elden Ring is the easiest From Software game made, in my opinion. Sounds like I hated Elden Ring. I don't. Great game. Uh, well, I mean, here's the thing. Certain games... Now, look, I think Elden Ring is objectively a good game. I have not played it objectively. I think it's gotta be good just from what whatever he's saying. Uh, so I don't 
I, I that being said though, there are certain games that come out and the idea of insulting them or pointing out their flaws is blasphemy. Uh, and I, I think some of that comes from the fact that so many AAA games come out busted or broken or buggy or whatever that when a game comes out and it's decent and good and what everybody who wanted to get it wanted out of it, that anybody who knocks it gets attacked. Um, and I think I think that's Elden Ring is is this year's that basically like it's it's lofted on a pedestal that might be higher than it necessarily deserves because it was exactly what everybody wanted and exactly every, what everybody expected instead of a big letdown. Uh, still, great game. Not insulting the game. I just think on a whole, you get these games every once in a while where it's like, if you talk bad about them, like you have to have like a five-year window before you start talking shit on them, you know? Yeah, that's a lot of... Well, a lot of FromSoft, it's the same situation. Yeah. I mean, it's... If you talk bad or like, you know, even if it's something along the lines of, uh, man, it's too hard for me or something like that. You get flooded with the get goods and mm -hmm, all that mm -hmm. stupid shit. And it's just so toxic. Yeah. This toxic gatekeeping, like, well, if you can't X, Y, and Z, you're not a real fan, right. you know, it, shit like that. And there's a lot of communities have that. A lot of games have that. Not all of them. I mean, there is to some degree, but right. some of them are more known for it than others. Yeah. And that is the FromSoft community mm -hmm. is known for that toxicity. Hey, man, Monster Hunter community is, and I know that well, yeah, from fucking right. experience. Yeah, Fuck those guys. Fuck every last one of them to the day I die. All right, so moving on. Um, <laughs> that's right. Push on me, motherfuckers. I'll push back just as hard. Uh, Asylum 66. Glass cannon builds are the only builds. I don't know if I agree with that. I do like a game where, like, I am able to build stupid builds. <laughs> where it's like, where it's like, oh, I do this dumb thing and somehow I'm invincible, you know? Mm. Uh, so, but, but, yeah, I mean, however you want to build your character is how you want to build your character. Uh, that's it for fan traction, nice and quick, which is probably good because I think odds and ends is going to be long today. With the yes, it is. <laughs> it most certainly is. I think I have 10, 11, oh, something Jesus, ridiculous Neil. like that. Jesus. I got two weeks worth of them. I have four and uh, two of them are long. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah odds and ends are probably All right. Well, let's get into that talking point then. <laughs> and in case you guys haven't guessed, it's fucking skull and bones. Arr! <laughs> <laughs> Horrible Gaming Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. What are we talking about tonight? We are talking about Skull and Bones. So Ubisoft did an Ubisoft forward uh, because all of their streams are apparently supposed to be called that, but whatever. Uh, on Skull and Bones. That's right. This game that's been in development for eight years or some shit like that. It's been restarted multiple times, canceled multiple times, just in limbo, development hell, multiple times. And I, I just, before we get into this, I, I feel like there was an internet per personality, maybe not a well-known internet personality, maybe somebody with somewhere around 325 subscribers who maybe on a podcast maybe a month ago said, you know what? They leaked some stuff, and I bet you it's going to come and release this year near the holiday season. I don't know. Who was that? Do you remember who that was? Uh, really, no really idea. attractive, you know, salt and pepper hair, 
Uh, he's growing out a beard for a silly commercial. Um, I can't remember Phantom of the Opera picture behind him. Uh, it was me, motherfuckers. That's right. Me. I predicted it. It was right. Yes. Called it. I called this. I called this 100%. Give me my ego moment. I said it the minute that shit leaked. I was like, this is coming out this year. It's coming out end of October. Called it. Congratulate me before we continue. I, I, I was I, I was getting there. <laughs> I didn't know if you were actually going to wait for a congratulations. I didn't know it was that serious. But no, no. Yes, I'm just yes sir. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Predicting the future. Wherein a thing leaks and soon it gets revealed. Yeah. A round of applause for you. No, I heard that sarcastic <laughs> bullshit in there. I heard that sarcastic bullshit in there. Nobody thought it was coming this year. I thought, let's did. let's be real. Let's just get ahead of this part of it right now. I mean, if you followed this this podcast series, mm -hmm. uh we we have talked so much fucking shit on so this much shit game. on this game. The fact of the I'm gonna say this right even, now. <laughs> how good it looks surprises me. Yeah, yeah. How good it looks surprises me with how much shit we've talked in this game. I I want to I want to get out ahead of this right now because my excitement for this that started with the whole leak has been purely a bit. Uh, maybe people didn't realize that or not, but my excitement for it was purely like a bit. Like it was purely like, like, ha ha ha, it's coming out, I gotta own it, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm, I'm 180 on this. I'm very excited for this to come out now. The reveal was flawless uh, as far as what they needed to show and what they told us. There's definitely some things that I was kind of expecting that I'm not getting with this game, which we'll talk about too. Uh, but the messaging was good. They didn't lie to me. I, I'm, I was very happy with this reveal. Very happy. They didn't lie to you yet. Yet. This is correct. <laughs> However, let's talk about some reveals in the past. Like, if we're just talking, let's do this first. Let's do this first before we get into the meat and potatoes of the game. Reveal-wise, right? Bethesda lied to us right off the bat in their Starfield. Oh, to the point where they had to go on IGN and do an interview about how they lied to us in the fucking 15-minute reveal that they did two days prior. Like, yeah. that shit bothers me. You know, they said things in that that couldn't possibly in that, be in that. With this reveal, with this stream, here's what they did, okay? They, first of all, first of all, anybody who, who turned it on live and they turned it on early, <laughs> for their pre-warm-up, their 15 minutes before the stream started, they just showed this weird video of this dude carving a boat figurehead out of wood to music, to background music. I'm not even kidding you. And it was the weirdest, craziest thing I've ever seen be the 15-minute lead-up to the show. After that, we get into the show. We had this dude. He's overly happy to talk to us because that's always the way it is. Uh, he shows us a trailer, a cinematic trailer. And I'm thinking, ugh. Is this all we're going to get? Because if this is all we're going to get, I'm going to be real sad. It was like a three-minute cinematic trailer. It was a good trailer, but it was still like, ah, that didn't tell me anything. Then, he sat down with two creators, the game director, <clears throat> and then I think the, the social team director, something like that, 
talked about the game a little bit. Okay, that's fine, but now I'm starting to feel a little weary. Now I'm starting to feel like this is one of those, we all drink coffee, well, they show concept art bullshit. <laughs> then they showed an eight-minute, nearly eight-minute gameplay reveal trailer, which, do you remember when I showed that, uh, when I posted the leaked video, and then you didn't get to see it? Because it was taken down, yeah. That was it. That was it? That was okay. the exact video, okay. just with with more words on the screen. That's that's all it was. It was the exact, I was like, which was kind of a bummer for me, because I'm like, okay, I actually, this is the thing that got me hyped in the first place. I've already seen this, but okay, fine, you show that. So they did an eight-minute video of that. Then they jumped back in with um, with the with the content creator for it, like, basically, because this is a games of service, they're going to keep making content. He immediately started talking about the content that they're going to be coming out with and what their plans are. But he was very concise on what this game was. He didn't lie. He didn't obfuscate. He didn't try to find a new name for games of service. He straight up said it multiple times. He's like, this is a games of service. We made it for you guys. We made it with you guys in mind. This is what you're going to get. Then, then they switched over to a 30-minute live play stream with the game director and this other guy who's going to be hosting their, like, regular whatever. It's called On Deck or whatever. It's a regular, like, it's basically a development diary of it. They just played it for 30 minutes. They just played the game for 30 minutes. I'm going to clap my hands, okay? Because I wish every developer would do this. They showed me a cinematic trailer to get me hyped. They talked to the people behind it. They did not lie to me about anything, at least right up front. They didn't skirt around anything that might be buzzwords. They showed me a gameplay reveal, which, granted, was already leaked, but it was a gameplay reveal that gave you a pretty good idea of what was in the game. They talked to another guy who did not lie to me, who told me straight up what we were to expect, and then they just played the fucking game for me, and I got to watch them play the game. That was perfect. If every fucking game company would do that, and look, I'm not an Ubisoft fan. I, I'm, well, I like Ubisoft games, but as a company, they're shit. All the big companies are shit. I'm not saying they're good, but I'm saying objectively from like how they present video games to the gamers uh, before they come out, this is the way they all need to do it, okay? We didn't see anything other than that leak until this. When they showed us this, it was exactly what it needed to be. This is what this game is. Here, watch us play it. It comes out in five months. That is what every company should do from here on out, period. Do you see what I'm saying now about just like yeah. the... Yeah, I mean, I only watched that like seven and a half minute video thing. Disappointment. Um, Disappointment. I, I know. I you know, started this skull and bone train. I just want to point I that out. I had written it off a long time ago. You kept bringing it up. Now I'm the because one who's got to cover it. It's a joke it. to me. I didn't actually. It's not a joke anymore. Thing. It's not a joke anymore. That's true. Um, it's the best joke on you, right there. Like they pulled a fast one on you, man. <laughs> it's uh, it it looks it it definitely looks good for sure. Um, now as for like all the stuff that you've said, like with them being upfront and everything, like hey, this mm -hmm. is a live service game, everything like that. I, that's great that they're getting ahead of that because that, it, like you've mentioned, like if they start like twisting words, yeah. saying, well, this is a, this is a multiplayer event focused, right? Blah, blah, blah. Like shut the fuck up. It's, yeah. it, it's a live service game. Like 
and I don't think we uh, really expected anything else mm-hmm. from it either. Uh, so it would have been really rough had they tried to spin it. And I don't think they can afford to try to spin anything or anything mm-hmm. like that because the one thing that I remember I had mentioned to you after you had uh, shared all the, the stuff on the day of the stream with me mm-hmm. – is I'm really now just really curious as to how this game is going to come out and how it's going to be received because they have to have their ass on the line with this one or somebody's ass on the line because this game was originally started development after Assassin's Mm -hmm. Creed 4. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think that... I agree with you because I think this is the only thing Ubisoft Singapore has been working on since then. It has to like, be. I, I think this is it. Um, which means that like this studio has to make money off this. Um, that being said, that being said, there's definitely some things in here that you're not going to like. I, I could tell that right from the video. Oh, I already knew watching just the gameplay overview thing. Yeah. Like there was, there was definitely some, some things that I was like, okay, there's certain players who aren't going to like this. Uh, there are some things that I feel like that they put in that would definitely be more enticing to players like you, though. I really enjoyed that they said everything can be done solo. Like, they're like, hey, it'll, it'll be easier with other players, but you can do it all by yourself if you want. No problem. Uh, obviously, there's no campaign. They've said that repeatedly. There's no story-driven campaign or anything. This is a moment-to-moment, make-your-own-story sort of game, which is right up my alley. That kind of thing excites me. I don't want to be like, shoehorned into a narrative. I would rather make the narrative myself. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple other things they didn't show that I would like to see. Obviously, they have some sort of character creator because the two people playing the game later had two very look- different-looking characters. I'd like to see what that is, and I'd really like to see what the microtransactions are going to be here. Uh, I think that's the that's the only thing that they really didn't touch on. They didn't talk one way or the, the other about it, which... That could burn. That could really burn. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. I mean, that would be the only thing that took away from this for me is them not straight up, you know, telling us about that. I mean, the other thing is, like, why would they mention it now anyway, aside from anything? But, like, depending on how they do the microtransactions and that, that could hurt them. That all being said, that all being said, I think that still just, like, the presentation of this... uh, I mean, do we want to talk about the negatives that I saw on it or the positives? Like, let's go with the positives first, okay. because I mean that that's typically the way we try to go. I know the only okay. one that I really had was it. It does look really pretty. It, it looks really absolutely does. beautiful. Looks I love beautiful. the the they got so crazy with the ship design too, uh, and you didn't see this in the trailer. Uh, you, because I watched that whole live play stream because I wanted to see what this game was all about. That live play stream, you can have like crazy rockets on your ship and all sorts of weird ass nut job guns. One dude was rocking this giant cannon that shot just like a wall of flame off the front end of his boat. So he would just like drive in and set people on fire. And I was like, this is, that is fucking cool. Like, so they're getting very, they're taking it and they're like making it even more, like not fantasy, but you know what I mean? Like getting really creative with that side of that. I thought that was really cool. Um, from a games as service player, which I kind of am, I like not all games as service, but I definitely have more experience in it than you. Uh, not meaning offense there. Um, oh, yeah, no, absolutely. There is 
one feature, one small feature that they did in the live play that really excited me, and that was sharing contracts. So like, so like in live service games, often you will like, you'll be like, oh, I'm gonna help this guy do this thing, but you don't necessarily get the as much rewards as it as the other person, you know. Uh, also, like you don't get the like achievements or maybe the the progression points or anything with this. If I take a contract, I can literally just send you a little invite that says I'm sharing the contract with you, and then you can take that contract, and we can both accomplish it together without, like, both of our boats count as the same fleet for that specific mission, which I think is really cool uh, that they did that right off the bat. I liked the combat. The uh, I also like the fact that you get your own ship, you get NPC players, the sailing looks really fun. I love that there is just standard multiplayer like you could play it solo and with multiplayer which always really speaks to me because I have a lot of people I like to play with but I also like to play games myself to experience them and I can do both with this which is really nice um, and the PvP looked interesting it actually looked interesting when it happened another positive they said you don't have to opt into PvP servers they did say that so that means that you can go on to servers that don't have a bunch of players running around trolling people Really awesome. You can't do that on Sea of Thieves. In fact, it's all about trolling people on Sea of Thieves. So, very excited about that. Uh, obviously, it's pretty. The customization is cool. All of those things really equal awesome to me. I like the wide variety of activities you could do. That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. That's that's my positive. Do you have any positives, or do you want me to go into my negatives? I mean, like I said, it did look like it was pretty. And, you know, I don't know what I was expecting from this game, mm -hmm. but it does look like you get to, like, get off the ship and go around and, like, go to, like, random islands to find treasure and shit like that. <laughs> so, I mean, that's cool. That looks cool. Uh, You're actually speaking to my negative here. I, I don't. That's one thing. There is very. What the fuck are we? You and I. What is this? What is this dynamic? What do you mean? <laughs> it's always so weird whenever we're talking about it shit is. like this. Well, you it's always so weird. The shit that you love, I hate, and the shit that I no. think that it's gonna be. Hey, we're gonna be on the same page. It's like, nah, you know what, man? I no, don't no, know. no, 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 no. First of all, first of all, you're misunderstanding me. While it is, it is totally like that with us quite often, and then somehow we're still friends and don't hate each other. <laughs> Is surprising, uh, but no, I think you misunderstood some stuff. Is what I was saying because that was Probably. a big that was a big thing I had with the gameplay reveal. Is when I watched it back, I was like, yeah. "How much actual on foot time is there?" You know, in this game, I don't think there's any combat on foot. Period. I don't think there's really any of that, man. And and uh, I think that you're on foot when you're in the cities. I think there's yeah. going to be certain islands which you can do a little exploring, but I don't think there's going to be any fighting in it uh, because there's no boarding fighting in this. You do a boarding maneuver, you get an animation where your crew jumps on, kills a bunch of people, and then that's it. Oh, you're not like... Yeah, it's all about oh. the ships in this. It really is. That's what I was trying to say. I wasn't necessarily disagreeing with you. Oh. I was saying that I think you have it a little wrong. That is so unfortunate. You know what? And then that's been I, a big. I guess I, guess I had. I, I guess then that's a little thing that I had to say on the negatives then because uh -huh. I, I literally, I, I told you, 
I watched that gameplay reveal, mm-hmm. like that little eight minute thing, literally like five minutes before we got on this call. I know. And I was I was seeing that. I'm like, oh wow, you can actually like get off and run around on islands mm-hmm. and like oh, you can board ships. Oh yeah, let me jump on and you know, try and take out the captain and the shit. No, it's mm-hmm. just uh you executed the board function. You yes. did it before the other yep. person, and now you win. Okay, so oh, like so like right. hear me out though. And, and that was one of my negatives too. That's that's what I was trying. I was trying to correct you yeah. because I got to watch the thirty minute play to see what this game is, and I'm like, okay, there can't be that much running around now that I've seen it. Remember when I when I messaged you after the gameplay reveal, and I was like, this leaves a lot of questions for me. Yeah, uh, a lot of them were answered when I watched the live stream. Um, one of my questions was straight up, like, how much walking around is there? You create a character, but like the boat is really your character for most of the 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 game. It's much more like an open world boat game than it is an open world person game. You do like I said, there are definitely going to be islands where you explore certain things, but I don't know how much like combat because even the hunting, like you know how they pointed out the hunting, all yeah. of the things you hunt are water based. You hunt them from the boat. You don't hunt them from land. There's no land-based hunting in this. So, like, there's no land-based combat, I don't think. Uh, and that was that was one thing I liked from watching the stream because I was like, okay, now I have a really good idea of what this is. And, and in their defense, okay, in their defense, the way combat works in the boat, at least for the boarding actions, you could not do boarding. You couldn't do it. Because there's just too many ships shooting shit at you at any one given time, you and your friends, that if you had to, like, go to third person, jump onto the other boat, kill a bunch of people, like, you would get sunk. You would get destroyed. You would not be able to take on more than one boat at a time because you would get get murdered by them. Like... Just the way the combat works. Once you watch that live stream, especially with other players, if you're on a PvP stream, there's no, there's no fucking way because they were on a PvP stream with other creators because only the creators have access to it right now. And basically, while they were in a mission, a bunch of creators just who didn't even know they were live stream were just testing the game randomly. Mm-hmm. Tried to sink them to take their shit. <laughs> so like, so like you couldn't do it if the boarding. Even with the boarding that they had, the boarding animation that they had, uh, and the, the quick menu that comes up that you have to like select what you take, uh, somebody took a ton of damage in that because he did it at the wrong time, and like other ships were bombarding him while that animation was going on. So like, there's just there's no way you could do third person boarding with the way this combat is set up. Well, that is very unfortunate. It is. That- it is. That is what I gathered. Having not, like, is. having not watched anything else, if that mm-hmm. was all I saw, which is what it was, it was very much billed as, uh, this is a big open ocean area. Go to the places. Get the map. Go find treasure on an island. Well, and that's the thing. That was something I noticed from that gameplay reveal, though. If you go back and watch it again, because um, this was my second time watching it on the stream. 
And then I noticed, like, they're mining all their, like, equipment for crafting and stuff from the ship. They would sail up to an island, and then you'd see, like, the, you'd, you'd, hit, you'd see, like, the people taking down trees, but you were still on the boat. Like, you were docked, you know what I mean, taking down trees. And I was like, yeah. wait a second, if there's a mechanic in this to mine the equipment from the island, they don't have a way for them to be on shore. They just, they don't. There's just no way they have a way for them to be on shore. So, I think I think there are definitely specific points where you go third person. I think they're mostly going to be like puzzle situations or like finding something situations. And while I th still think they will be fun, I... What the hell is that? Uh-oh. Yeah, it's what? my kid. Hi, uh -oh. kid. Oh, hi. You okay? What's wrong? Okay, I see what's wrong. Hey, I gotta pause for a second, okay? We'll be okay. right back, alright? Uh, sorry everybody out there. Yeah, you just saw me run away and come back. I apologize for that. Um, I think we were still talking about the negative. Um, yes, no I people. I do want to say this is the biggest criticism they received online. Is A lot of people are like, you canceled this game and put this game into limbo so many times and there's no way for us to... <laughs> like there's no land based gameplay like this is still sea based gameplay and it it's like, took I, this long I, to make I get it it's it's a game about pirate ships but like it's about pirates too mm -hmm. like so it's a little bit of both you can't just focus on one element and basically straight up ignore the other well, the thing is, is when you really look at this game's development and where it came from, it, it was originally billed as basically like a 5v5 shooter. Like it was, you each got to pick a ship. Uh, there was five ships versus five ships, and that's what it was. Was It was supposed to be a, a deathmatch sort of game, uh, almost like a Star Wars Squadrons sort of thing. Um, and then they turned this into an open world, so kind of from that standpoint i feel like i see the bones of that you know and is yeah. what is what this is built on yeah skull and bones so to say no i'm not even gonna give no. you a chuckle uh <laughs> <laughs> um i think that overall we're looking at sorry for the belches everybody um a french pizza for dinner um overall I am still very excited about this game. I am excited to. Uh, I'm interested to see what the land, what the land-based part of this ends up being. Um, I am sure that we're going to get one of those on-deck development diary things on the land-based stuff, so that we can really delve into that. Um, still, that's the only negative for me. I think that the sh that it looked beautiful. There's still a lot of interesting gameplay here, a lot of interesting world stuff. Uh, I think that the combat from ship to ship looks phenomenal. Uh, like, like that 30-minute live stream was like just a blast to watch. Uh, so, like, I think that uh, I think that overall, it's still going to be an interesting game. I am very excited for it after this. I'm the land-based thing aside. I'm still very much excited for this, and I think overall. Uh, this is a stream that people should really like. This is a blueprint of how you should reveal and show a game to people. The only other thing that I'm really thinking about, too, is this game really needs to be in 
tip top shape and mm -hmm. condition whenever it launches because yeah. they've already they've delayed it so many times restarted so many times mm -hmm. uh and now we've gotten a show of it and now there's some you know I don't know if hype is the right word. Uh, there's definitely us, a swell. Yeah. There's definitely a swell. There's, yeah, it's just weird. I don't know if it's one of those things, if it's what they showed or the fact that the game does exist and it's going to come out. <laughs> but they can't they can't really do too much in the way of a delay or pushback or anything. Because, I mean, I'm already astounded that financially they think that there's a way to launch this game and at least recoup costs. Well, in fairness, if this is a live service game and it is popular and it has legs, oh. Oh, they will have opportunity for sure. Right, they'll have they will recoup their cost. I mean, you look at Des look at Destiny Two that came out in what 2015, 2016, something like that, right? Jesus, yeah, something like that. It still has a player base to this day, a big player base. So, like, if you can create one of those games and it hits then you have money. You have money indefinitely for a long period of time. The question, though, is that you also look at some failures stories, like Babylon's Fall and, like, Marvel's Avengers, where, like, it didn't hit and it ain't looking good for them. You know what I mean? Um, so it really depends on how much Ubisoft is willing to commit to this, uh, how upfront they've been, and whether or not it bites into a player base. I think, I will say, I think it's got a good chance just because there's really nothing like this out there, in my no. opinion. Uh, the only other, like, real pirate game from a AAA studio is Sea of Thieves, and that's a very different bag. Like, I didn't bring it up much in this just because even though it's the only real game to compare this to, they're not comparable. Sea of Thieves is a completely different animal than this, even though they're both lives of service games. Uh... This is this is just a different beast. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see what this comes out with. I still I am excited, obviously. Uh, and yeah, it November eighth. I I don't think there's any way they push this back at this point. I think no, the they game. Can't. <laughs> they I can't. think the game's in the condition it's in, and it's gonna get released. So, um, all right. That being said, you want to get into odds and ends, or do you have anything else to add, uh, Skull and Bones? No, that was it. All right, let's get into the beast of odds and ends. Yeah. That is. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome to Odds and Ends, our last segment for the show. It's going to be a doozy because Neil took off last week. Uh, and yeah, he says he has nine, so we'll have to see. We'll have to see what that final number ends up coming out to be. But I'm going to go ahead and do mine first just to see if those mark off. But these are smaller news stories that we collect over the week or two weeks uh, to basically tell you guys about uh, that don't necessarily deserve a full talking point that we just want to talk about. So I'm going to do my, my first two are quick and easy ones. Uh, they One of them's sad, one of them's happy. First one's sad. Red Dead is dead. Red Dead Online is dead. Uh, it's official. Rockstar made a comment basically saying that they are moving all their, like, considerable producing power onto GTA 6. Uh, there will be no more substantial updates for Red Dead Online, so they've heard you and they don't care. Uh, even though it had a player base, even though it was making them money, they just decided to say, fuck everybody, and uh, yeah, dropped it. So 
been dead for a while, though, from what it sounds like. I mean, not from well, players. You know, but... from them, from them. So you would think that, like, the Save Red Dead Online would have had any effect. Nope, nothing. Nothing whatsoever. They never even responded to it. Nothing. Uh, so hashtag Red Dead Online is dead. Hashtag Boycott Rockstar. Fuck those guys, man. Fuck those guys. I personally am not interested in GTA 6, uh, especially if... In any way, shape, or form, I end up getting treated that way again as a player. Uh, no, I don't. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want anything to do with it. You create two games. It takes you fucking thirty-seven years to create each one. When you do create them, if you just keep re-releasing them or you drop them like bad fucking, bad fucking whatever, then you've got your remakes that are absolute nightmare shits, and then you're delisting all the old ones. So fuck Rockstar, man. I, I don't think Rockstar has anything to offer me anymore as a player, personally. Yeah, I thought I saw an article, too, something about uh, like the player base is actually having a funeral for it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. It's it's real sad. It's, it's a real sad thing. It was a great game, and they just fucking quit on it, never really put anything into it. Um... All right, the other one, good thing, uh, Fall Guys, since switching to uh, free-to-play, has shot back up to 50 million players uh, as a player base. Uh, and, you know, Fall Guys is fun, man. I have a good time with Fall Guys. It's never a game, it's never like my first pick. It's, sometimes it's like, I'll drop in and play a game, and then it'll be like three hours later. You know, like it's one of those that like once you play it once, it kind of gets its hooks into you, you know, uh, and you get stuck into it. I've been meaning to give that game a shot. It's I worth it. I remember back when it first came out, I, it was one of those things that I was intrigued. I just never got around to giving it a shot. Uh, and now it's like fucking everywhere. Dude, it has crossplay. You, me, and Kayla should do a stream playing it as a team. Oh, man. That would be hilarious. We need to possibly work that out. I, I had yeah. Melissa play it for Prelude. Yeah. <laughs> Audio isn't super great, but uh, yeah, it's hysterical. Like that game is, game is so much fun, and it's like I said, it's not not anything that's gonna like keep me up at night thinking about the next match. But it's definitely one that like when you play the first one, you end up playing it for like three straight hours, and it's always fun. It's a good game. It's a good quality games of service product. I think. All right, so those are my two easy ones. My next two. I want to give credit to another podcast slash YouTube channel that most certainly does not watch this and most certainly has never heard of us. But nonetheless, uh, there is this channel, you can search for it on YouTube, called Hoag Law, H-O-E-G Law, okay? So the, he also does a podcast for this. My wife, who is a paralegal, as you all know, her main source of like YouTube entertainment are... Law stuff. She's very into law. She loves law. I mean, she's paralegal. That's her thing. Uh, so she listens to like Emily D. Baker and a bunch of other ones. Um, she's very into the whole herd depth thing and all that stuff. That being said, one of the people she came across was this this play, thing called Hogue Law, and he does a show called Virtual Legality, where he takes like video game or digital like big law stories and breaks them down, uh, the actual filings, the actual legal proceedings, because that's all public public record. It's all public mm -hmm. record. A lot of people don't realize that. Anything that happens in a court of law, you can look up and just read. Like, <laughs> it's, it's public record. Uh, so he'll get them, and then he'll read them, and he'll give his thoughts on them because he's actually a corporate lawyer. 
who, who likes to game. Uh, so I've been listening to his stuff. He's very interesting, very cool dude. Uh, some of his shows get a little long, but a lot of them are only like 26 to 40 minutes, and it's just him taking a thing and breaking it down. <clears throat> so, first one I want to talk about, because we've actually discussed this a little bit on the show. I found it very interesting, and it was the whole DMC takedown thing with Destiny. Uh, okay. Quick refresher course. Uh, a bunch of YouTubers, Destiny YouTubers, got false copyright claims and copyright strikes against them. Some of them actually getting their accounts blacked out or taken down because of these. And what ended up happening was it exposed this faulty system from YouTube where basically, <laughs> basically if you got an email address that was close enough to the email address of the people who actually send the copyright strikes to YouTube, you could just send them copyright strikes as the company. So mm -hmm. somebody had figured out what Bungie's email address, whatever their their copy because the companies themselves don't do the copyright strikes. They have companies do that shit for them. Whatever the company that manages Bungie's copyright strikes was, somebody figured out what the email address was, copied it close enough, and started sending false copyright strikes to YouTube. And YouTube did what they do and took down the channels falsely. Uh, which is really interesting because Bungie was then like, well, this is bullshit, renew their stuff. And they're like, we can't renew their stuff. We took it down because you told us to take it down. And they're like, it's a false email account. We're Bungie so that they have no process for like whitelisting things again after you've blacklisted it. Okay. Uh, so they sued YouTube, okay, without the expectation that it would ever go to court. They sued them for discovery, which is this process where when you sue somebody, they have to give you all the relevant evidence to you and your lawyers, and you, vice versa, have to do it for them. So basically, they sued them with only the intent of getting from them the information on who did this shit in the first place. Turns out it's this guy named Lord Nazikin. Uh, I think his name in real life is like Nicholas Miller or something like that. So this guy gets a copyright strike, right, for posting Destiny music, okay? He's, he was a Destiny YouTuber forever, eight years. Po he would post the music on his channel. Destiny changed their terms of service and said, you can't post our music anymore because that's kind of like on the composers. <clears throat> he posted it anyway. They gave him a strike. He then reposted it, so they took his channel down. So here's what he decided to do. He decided to fake as Bungie and start copyright striking his friends, right? Not, not just his friends, but any Destiny YouTuber with the hopes that Bungie would lump him in with them when they started whitelisting things for the copyright strikes. To the point where he would go on to Reddit, the Reddits where the other Destiny streamers are talking about this, and chime in like, yeah, mine got canceled too. This is crazy. What are we going to do about this? Like that sort of thing. Like the whole law guy uses the word Machiavellian multiple times throughout the whole description of this. That was his master plan was that he was going to get his whitelisted by getting everybody blacklisted. And then they would just whitelist all the people again and he would end up getting whitelisted again for it. 
What in the absolute <laughs> shit? That's some like 3D chess shit. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy, super evil, weird stuff. But yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So that's what's going on now. Bungie is suing him for that, uh, which is, because now, because obviously YouTube gave discovery. Bungie rescinded their lawsuit and then went after this guy. Um, but it's just kind of crazy because all the stuff is coming out about like what he did. Uh, because it's all in the filing, and like he would go on to Reddit. What was even more interesting about it is the whole law guy was actually like, I talked to this dude. I was in those Reddits. I play Destiny, and I'm interested in this situation. I'm not a Destiny streamer, but I was talking to people about this. This is one of the guys that talked to me about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> crazy stuff. Weird. Right? Right? Okay, so that's that one. The other one he talked about is very interesting, uh, and that is PlayStation has decided, I don't remember the certain date, but, but soon, you will not be able to watch movies you have purchased uh, on PlayStation. Yes. There's the Studio Canal movies. Their agreement has ended. Uh, well, Sony told everybody they weren't going to let people buy on their, their thing anymore. Uh, and then Studio Canal has basically said, uh, well... Basically, they're slowly getting rid of this service, uh, and that means you're losing the right to watch these movies, which is a huge problem for a lot of people's. A huge problem for a lot of people. Yes, it is. And this is what I have been saying for a long time. Look, I'm a digital content consumer, all right? I'm on PC now. I buy my games from a digital storefront. Here's the thing, though. We've said this multiple times, and a lot of people still don't understand it. And you don't understand it, not because it's your fault, because the people who offer this content lie to you on a regular basis. And if there is any regulation that should be handed down on digital storefronts and stuff before loot boxes, before microtransaction, I'm going to tell you right now, they should stop being allowed to put a buy button on digital stuff. They should yeah. stop calling it a storefront. No more purchased. It should stay license right and it should be license storefront or license front something like that because you don't purchase these things you purchase a right to view it on their server from their computers okay when you purchase something on Amazon to watch digitally you don't own it unless you can download it to something which if you can download it to something bali on you like actually on your computer because then you could watch it later but if you're watching it on Amazon or on whatever service you paid for it on, or you're playing a game on Steam or Epic, you don't own those things. You are paying for the right to consume it as long as they offer it to you. And every one of those little license things that you have to check I accept for uh, after like seven pages of stuff, that's what it says. Okay? And that is a huge problem for a lot of people. Uh, and this is the first, like, really evidence of somebody doing this to you, other than potentially Google Stadia. But oh, they, it's coming for Stadia. It's coming. It's they coming. haven't announced it yet. This is the first one that's, like, straight up announced. So, like, if you bought a Studio Canal movie through the PlayStation's Sony store, after a certain date, doesn't matter. It's gone, and they're not paying you a cent. That's bullshit. And I'll tell you why that's bullshit. Because the button didn't say license. The button didn't say 
rent for an indeterminate amount of time, the button said buy. The button said purchase. That shit, to me, should be illegal because that is really, that's false advertising and it's kind of fraud in a way, in my opinion. Uh... Now, if I do remember correctly, um, with this, it's currently only in two other countries, but uh, that's only right here and now, if mm -hmm. I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that's something that's going to be spreading across, but I mean, regardless of that exact instance or not, it's a harsh reminder mm -hmm. that when you buy something digitally, you are not purchasing the item right. everything that you are paying for is strictly just a license a hall pass to access that yes and at any given point it can be revoked and and my problem here isn't even that service because if that's the service you're offering fine put it out there we'll pay for it my my problem is the way it's presented to the people which it is not presented in a way that you can be revoked it's not presented in a way that it's ever going to go away it's presented in a way that you own it and you don't own anything you buy on digital look i like convenience so when i buy i buy a lot of digital stuff now because i don't want to go to a store and hell What's interesting about this is a lot of these tech companies who are behind digital storefronts have gone out of their way to remove those technologies from your life. DVD players and other things, they just, they don't exist. You've got a fire stick. You've got, you know, digital things. The TV itself, our TV upstairs does everything right now. I don't have to plug anything into it. I just I download an app to my TV and it does it. Smart TVs. Uh, you know, your PCs, everything, they take away the CD players, they take away the DVD players. Now that those things are gone, the Blu-ray players, now that those things are gone and they say, hey, it's easier, it's better for space. And it is. I'm not arguing that. But they've done that so that they can now have all the control over this without any of the recourse. They're not telling you up front that you're not actually purchasing these things. That's the thing that irritates me the most. I don't mind. I knew full well when I bought a PC, it wasn't going to have a CD drive. I knew full well I was going to be buying from a digital storefront. I knew that going in. I was willing to do that because I informed myself. But still, all of these companies, they don't properly inform people who don't educate themselves. You know? Uh, even Steam, like I like Steam as a company mostly. Steam's buttons say purchase. They say buy, they say purchase, they say gifts. That's the language they use. Epic Store, all of them do it. Microsoft Store, that shit should be illegal. Just that buy button should be illegal. If, you were, if you're not owning it forever, you know? Exactly. That's part of the reason I've been hesitant to to uh, digital platforms for getting stuff. But I mean, as you said, eventually it's going to get to the point. Uh, right. We've said, we've talked about this before. I don't know if necessarily the next console generation that comes about out, yeah. but the one after that, I don't even I, think we're going to get another console generation, like a full console generation person. I don't know. Yeah. It, I think well, I, we're already talking about putting Xbox on TV. Like right. what the fuck is the point at that point right. of buying some box that you can't get because there aren't enough chips or whatever. Like, it, I mean, I don't, I don't foresee we're so far removed from even right now, even the mentality of console generations that like, what's the next console is going to look like, you know? Right. It's, a, it's another reason I think Sony is hurting because they're out of touch and they still think that like 
that's the way to go. I don't, I don't, I think it's been long removed from the way to go, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. So that's all of mine, man. It's all of mine. All right. Well, I can get, I can get through some of these pretty quick. Here. Let's do it. Um, Let's do it. Let's get into so, it. So, um, going to start off with a wish listy one of mine personally. Uh, apparently the mill is churning yet again. Uh, industry insider Jeff Grubb has said that Nintendo plans to launch the M Metroid Prime trilogy for the Switch in November, starting with the very first Metroid Prime game and having the other ones following afterwards as uh, like additional download release situations. Okay. Uh, I can only hope. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've given up hope on that, though. Uh, because it has been talked about for so long. Yeah. I don't think it's a real thing. Uh, that also said, if they were going to do it, the time is now riding high off of Metroid dreads success and, uh, priming us, so to speak for Metroid prime four. So I don't know. I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but I kind of we'll feel see, like I Nintendo guess. needs a little bit of a win this year. Uh, while, Nintendo needs something this year. Yeah, while they're not they're not necessarily floundering by any means, I th still think they're a very viable system option. Uh, they really haven't released, other than Kirby, they haven't really released any great, you know, you know, boot kickers of games. And on top of that, they've got a lot of negative stuff coming out about their company practices too. So like, I feel yeah. like they could really use some uh, public relations goodwill. Uh, so releasing Metroid prime collection would be that goodwill. I think. Yeah. Especially given the fact like the back half of this year outside of what Splatoon three, mm -hmm. there's nothing. There's nothing. Because the, untitled breath of the wilds yeah. wild sequel was supposed to come out this year i mean let's face um, it their xbox they're they're basically their their e3 show was one game xenoblade chronicles yeah. like that was it I, I, like, all of them yeah i'm we have to have a nintendo direct at some point coming up here soon i just hope yeah i hope it is this next nintendo direct whatever it is that they do whenever they do it uh is basically going to set the tone for the rest of Nintendo's year this year. And yeah. I mean, like you said, outside of like, basically like Kirby, they haven't really had much. Yeah. I mean, haven't. I've only used my switch for playing Stardew Valley constantly. Like that's about it. My kid is really into WarioWare, like crazy into that game. Yeah. Well, yeah WarioWare has got its place, but I mean, still who is like, Man, let's go buy a Nintendo Switch for Wario. No, I know, but I that's what I'm saying. Like I haven't played it for any reason. Like it's yeah. been all Stella. First game she's ever beaten though. She beat WarioWare with me. Oh, yeah, cool. we actually beat it, which is blew my mind. <laughs> uh so moving on, uh Niantic is not doing very well. Yeah, the Pokemon Go this. company. Uh they've apparently canceled a ton of projects. Uh, as well as laid off a bunch of staff in effort to streamline operations. Uh, they had some Harry Potter game I don't know is out or is coming out. Uh, it was out and died. It was out. Then. Yeah, it came yeah. out and died. 
we had that one Pokemon Go summer, and that was about it. Like everyone else is still, I think, some people are still playing it, but yeah, I think Pokemon Go is still the only thing that's kind of like their winner. I think the big problem the here is, in, I think that I think the big the big problem here is Pokemon Go hit big, and they've been trying to hit that exact same game with other licensed products since, and haven't. Yeah. And that's a big problem. I think there was two other games that they were attempting with the AR virtual reality stuff. And, like, that's fine. I, 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 obviously, that's the thing you do. But the problem is, is I, and I don't know. I never played any of the other ones. I have played Pokemon Go uh, with my daughter, too. Um, but, like... I think that game is the only game, and every time they've been, they were like, "Oh, we're doing it. We're gonna set the genre for AR." And then everybody was like, "No, no, no. We just, we just, we just like the Pokemon one." And then yeah. from that point on, we haven't gotten gone anywhere, you know? No, not at all. No. Oh. Um. So, uh, July eleventh, uh, tomorrow, as we are recording this, it will have already begun at this point through July twenty second. Halo Infinite is apparently running uh, a campaign co-op beta, so they're they're long spoken about uh, co-op campaign stuff. It's almost a full year late at this point, oh, right? Yeah, um, it does have one big caveat to it, which I, this is kind of weird to me. I don't know why they chose to go this route. So. You remember when we were playing through Halo, if you get too far from the other the other one, you just kind of teleport over. Yeah, I hate like it. Like the, the, the mystical magical teleport. Obviously, I in a giant open world game, they may not want to do that. But for some reason, they're opting to give your Spartan a countdown till death, basically. What? Yeah. Uh, if you get too, you far, get too away, far away, you die? A death countdown starts. Yeah, and if you get too far away for too long, you're you'll die. That's fucking ridiculous, man. Why? Because how would you know how far to get away? Why not just drag them? Why not just tether them? And what's very interesting is oh, that's there's stupid. no there's no mention as to how it works because you know with with playing through the main games, it's linear, you know, right. it's based off of who is progressing. So whoever's lagging behind teleports up to the other one. Right. This is a big ass open world game with no direction. Yeah. What, do you both die? Does, yeah. Did one of, do you like say, Hey, head back this way. Um, I find that very interesting. Uh, That's ridiculous. So yeah, we will see how that turns out. Uh, I'm sure it's going to not go well. Mass, That's that is ridiculous. <laughs> okay, in, in modern gaming, that is ridiculous. There are plenty of games that still use tether. State of Decay Two does, but it just tethers you there. What, kill them? That's the stupidest thing ever. Because how would you possibly know how? You couldn't possibly keep in your mind like, oh, I'm 14 in-game feet away. I'm about right. to die. Like that's. That's stupid. That's beyond stupid. Especially in an open world game where you can get launched all over the place. But the guy just gets launched too far away and you can't get around a mountain to him. Like, you die? That's the answer to that? Oh. As as somebody who, while I was I've been playing that game, climb up a very tall mountain and do everything in my power to leap off of it and just like fly as far away as I possibly can. Yeah. Uh like I don't know what the parameters are for that. That's dumb. Especially That's too, dumb. like you can only run so fast, and if you're good enough, you can Spider-Man from treetops with the yeah, with the 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 cable 
And, you know, you can just like just kill somebody who is not as adept at swinging around as you are. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I haven't gotten to say it in a while. Uh, boycott Halo. Uh, so next. So apparently a Nintendo fan uh, spent 5.6 million yen. Uh, which translates to about 40,000 U.S. dollars on Nintendo stock. Basically just to ask Nintendo why they haven't made a new Zero game. I heard about this. <laughs> uh, I heard about this. <laughs> I'm glad somebody else did it and asked that question and not me. What did uh, they say? The, Do we know what they said? Uh, I didn't write that part down, but it was very much like... Uh, we understand there's an appetite for older franchises, but we also are working on, you know, many projects currently. And when the time is right, we'll revisit those. Basically, we don't want to do it. That's not going to make enough money for us. We want to make all the money right now. I don't is, I don't is, understand that mentality. It's the same with Konami. I don't understand why, especially in this day and age where third-party developers are so prevalent, why you wouldn't just like go, hey, such and such development developer company, do you want to do the next F-Zero game and license it out, you know? As long as you put in the contract, you get final say of what gets released. Like, what's the big risk there? Because if they produce a game, you make money on it, you know? Like, yeah. I don't... I don't understand why they don't do that more. Same with Konami and Castlevania. Like, just license it out to like somebody, other, some other company that wants to do something with it. Why keep it in your back pocket when you could be making money on it? I don't understand. Yeah, I have no idea either. Especially given the fact there's been so much appetite for it. I yeah. Mean, even I mean, for shit's sake, the Mario Kart Eight has gravity-defying tracks it has mute city and big blue mm -hmm. from from f-zero in it right <laughs> why not right oh jesus i don't understand the idea of keeping a franchise just dead that's wanted like i get it if you let it go and nobody asks for it back like i don't i don't think there's I don't think there's a ton of people asking for a new Space Harrier game, but like, there's obviously a ton of people asking for F Zero. There's a ton of people asking for Castlevania. What's the point in not trying to find a company that'll make that game for you? You know, exactly. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Uh, so uh, moving on here, uh, Google Stadia is actually expanding. <laughs> uh, the service will be available in Mexico soon. <laughs> it's the first actual regional expansion since 2020. What, what, why now? Why now in the back you. half of 2022 are they like, you know what? This is it, guys. Somebody the Mexican market. That's what <laughs> right. we've been missing this That's whole exactly time. It. Somebody ran some numbers somewhere and said, Mexico, let's do it. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, all right. Uh, so uh, starting in October, Xbox 360 games are not going to be a part of the games with gold on Xbox anymore. That's all right. I mean, they've done them all, well, right? Like nah, every other, every fucking one of right. them. You wait till you hear the back it's half. Not right. Yeah, they wait till you hear the back half. Okay. Uh, any game that was redeemed via the program 
cannot be re-downloaded for free after that point. So download them now. Yep. If okay. you do not currently have it on your hard drive, you will not have it. And if you delete it afterwards, you cannot re-download it, even if you still held on to it after they stopped. Ugh. This bothers me a little bit now, because this is a company that lots, lots, it's backwards compatibility. Like, that is that is the platform that they... This is my problem here. That, that was the whole thing. Sony was all about the next thing, the new thing. Xbox was all about backwards compatibility. That was the mentality that I like so much about them. And now it's like flip-flopped. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah. why? Why? What's, what's the harm in leaving this service available for people who want to download those games? That's that's uh, ridiculous. I admit, yeah, that it's bizarre. That's like bizarre. I get it, I get it. Not offering the Xbox 360 games. I we get do. that. Yeah, it yeah, was just that. a matter of time. I mean, I cannot remember the last time I even tried to see what the free games were, no. let alone actively try and download them. So I there's so and they they've gone through all the popular ones. They're in things like that were like mobile games that got moved over. You know, like they're right. None of them are anything anybody would ever consider really wanting. So I get that part. It's just the fact that you can't re-download them is... Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. The uh, real so question is, are they all going away? Like, not, not for you to buy, not for you to play if you've got them downloaded, but, like, are they all getting delisted? Or are they still going to allow you to buy them? Because if they still allowed you to buy them and you already got them through... Games are called. That's real. It's even worse. Yeah, that's even worse because that's like, hey. oh, you didn't download it by this point. Well, now you got to pay for it. Even though technically having games for, with gold was you paying for it, like that would be some shit. That would be some shit. Yeah, they haven't officially said anything in that regard, so we will see. But oh, we'll yeah. See. Um. So I only have three left. We're getting yeah. there. We're getting there. Okay. Uh. Sony has apparently secured a patent for something called what if. Um, so it could show you hypotheticals and replays. Uh, so basically, like if you get killed in a first person shooter, uh, it could theoretically show you if you went in this doorway instead of this doorway or <laughs> turned left instead of right. This could have happened to you. Okay. That's kind of cool. That I, I is. like that idea. I don't hate that. That's cool. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. Uh, it's it's creepy the amount of uh, I guess AI learning and data that's being collected. If yeah. you really zoom the lens out and yeah. think about that, they yeah. uh, have gathered enough user data to predict the future in I game, know in games. everything this guy is gonna do because he plays too much Call of Duty. Like, yeah, that's weird. That's weird to think of. Uh, the next one is, uh, I mean, there's, I, I, we've said so much about this one. I don't know if there's really anything else to really say about it. Apparently E3 is officially returning in 2023. They said that already. They said that it would be a live show and a digital show. You, you, yeah. we already did talk about this. We did? Yeah. We talked about it a couple shows ago. Why did it, it came through as a new, uh, article on the. I'm not sure, but we definitely talked about it a few weeks ago, and we, we said then, I don't know why 
I don't know what they're thinking or why anybody would go to E3, would spend the hundreds of millions of dollars you have to spend to have a conference there when you could just do a conference and control your own narrative, you know? Yeah. So. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, there wasn't anything else to add to that. Yeah. Like I said, we talked about it so much. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, so my, uh, my last one here, this one's got a little bit of a tail on it here. Uh, and honestly, this is what I would have elected for us to have as a main talking point last week. Okay. Uh, so God of War, uh, hmm. God of War. <laughs> I know where we're going now. Uh, so God of War was originally, uh, rumored to be announced on the 30th of mm -hmm. June. Uh, there was some like cryptic thing with an image of Kratos smiling with the binary number of 30, uh, being posted online. Everybody lost their shit. Oh my God. God of Ragnarok. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's going to be announced on the 30th. That date came and went with nothing. And the fan base got kerfuckled about it. Uh, so much so that death threats started flying and the usual stupid fuckery. Uh, Corey Balrog himself had to get on Twitter and basically say in a very polite and nice way, you guys need to chill the fuck out. Huh. Um, they had said that the announcement was being delayed uh, because of something with the collector's edition, um, which I'm very curious as to what that was supposed to mean. I tinfoil hat think that they delayed it because the fan base got so crazy riled up and they're like, you know what? We're just not going to do it on this day because everybody was losing their fucking shit about it. Uh, I don't know what this new trend of, I expect a game to be announced or come out on this date. And I'm just so hyped for it. I'm going to threaten lives is, okay. uh, but it needs to chill. But uh, it has since that all transpired been officially announced mm -hmm. with a 31 second trailer, <laughs> which and is a blog post, right? Basically it was a blog. It was a blog post and a 31 second trailer that was not even gameplay. It was just kind of yep. whatever. Um, they have chosen, well, I guess it's more so Skull and Bones has chosen to launch the day before God of War, which that's unfortunate. I think they're different, uh, <laughs> different player bases, but, uh, you know, of all the things that Skull and Bones needs, it's a, it's a good release window. Uh, but they have since announced the collector's edition of the game and it's got all this, you know, crazy shit. There's, a. uh, uh Mjolnir in there. They've got like tabletop gaming dice, uh, music and everything. But uh, we're getting a little ridiculous on these collector's editions as well because okay. it comes with a copy of the game and it comes with a steel book for the game. And. Hey, I lost so, your audio there for a second. Comes with oh, a steel book uh, for the game. It comes with a steel book for the game. It comes with the game. But uh, the version of the game you get is digital only. So <laughs> you get a steel book that will hold a disc that you do not have. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's talk about this. First of all, 
Skull and Bones isn't worried because God of War is not coming out on November 9th. Uh, I can assure you that I will put money down that it is not coming out on November 9th. I'll do a pizza bet. We have seen absolutely no gameplay footage of this. The last time a game tried to say it was coming out six months uh, later without any gameplay footage, it fucking delayed inevitably that Starfield. This game is not coming out on November 9th. It's just not. There's, there's no way. There's no unearthly way that a game with literally no gameplay footage, no trailer, no nothing, a 31-second 30, cinematic trailer is coming out fucking, what, five months from now? No. Yeah. Well, no. to be fair, the first trailer they put out uh, the first trailer they put out was a bit more extensive, and it did have some brief snippets of gameplay, but I would have expected some more solid gameplay and more than just a 30-second, hey, the game is coming out, here's the date, Yeah. Uh, you know, this close to yeah. release. <laughs> this game is coming out in February. Okay, I, I don't know what anybody else thinks. It's coming out February next year, if that. It is not coming out on November 9th. There's no way. And it... And if it does, it's going to be a busted-ass shit game. The other thing is, I think Skull and Bones is a very different type of game from yeah. uh, God of War. I think that the Skull and Bones people are like, people who are saving their money to buy God of War over ours are, are probably never going to buy ours anyway. So, like, I think that, like... That's that's a very different genre. I mean, obviously, there's competition anytime you have stuff like that, but I don't think these games fall into the same bracket. It's not like when you had Horizon Zero Dawn and Breath of the Wild there, both huge open-world, right. you know, you know, crafty sort of games like that. No, no, no. You've got an open-world pirate game-as-service versus a narrative-driven Viking RPG. I don't, I don't think that those games are really going to really going to eat into each other's markets, personally. Uh, as far as the collector's edition stuff, yeah, it's complete fucking bullshit. Why would you sell a steelbook without a fucking game? That's ridiculous. Like, don't sell a steelbook then. Like, what are you doing? Like, God, who would buy a case without a thing? Like, that's ridiculous. It's like having a, a protective case for your phone and not having a phone. It's just dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah I'm not, it's fucking I'm not dumb, sure. man. I'm not sure what the uh, what the end game for that is, or what even made them think, "Hey, you know what's a good idea?" Like, yeah. it's exactly like you said. Like, it, it's a container for a thing for a thing that you yeah. aren't going to have, unless they think that people who are buying the collector's edition are also buying oh. a physical day one disc version. Look, and this collectible nonsense has just got to go, man. It's just, I'm I'm sorry. I'm probably going to get some heat on this. Uh, I don't have any problem with people collecting things. I collect things. I have collected multiple things over the course of my life. I'm not saying that. But this idea that you need to spend 100 fucking dollars for a toy with your game is fucking insane to me. Like, that's just, that's just insane, man. That's just insane. Buy the game, don't buy the game. But when you, when everybody goes out there to spend like fucking two hundred dollars for a bag of dice and shit, this is why they do this shit. This 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 is why they do this. This is why they make this shit. This is why they're like, well, we could sell this game for sixty dollars, or we could sell this game for three hundred dollars, and a bunch of nimrods will crawl over each other to get to it if we throw in a bag of dice like it's fucking insane to me 
There, look, there are, if, if you're a collector, that's, I get the collector mentality, I do. But you don't need to collect this. You just don't need to collect this at these prices. You don't. I mean, especially since they always make too much, the price always drops on the collector sites anyway. Just wait and get the collector's item later. And if you, if you need to collect toys, just go buy some toys. Like, there's plenty of toys out there, good quality toys that you can purchase for way less than that. I hate this whole collector's edition shit. It just drives me nuts. Uh, I paid extra for a collector's edition once on Borderlands 2, and it was one of the biggest mistakes I made. Like, it's just biggest mistakes. I got, like, a fucking bobblehead and an art book, and then... I didn't even get the DLC, the first DLC. I was like, how how was that not included in the fucking collector's edition? I I hate the collector's edition nonsense. Don't buy that shit. Anybody out there, don't buy that shit. You don't need that shit. Nobody needs that shit. It depends. I have two collector's editions of games. Uh, and honestly, if I had to rate them, my... My number two between them is my collector's edition of Kingdom Hearts 3. It had the whole steel book, everything, this, that, and the other. But, I mean, it didn't really have anything. It didn't come with the DLC, like like you right. had just mentioned about it. It didn't come with the DLC. It had the an art book, um, and it had, like, this extra, like, handwritten letter from Tetsuya Nomura, whatever. I mean, not it wasn't handwritten but it was right. like a forward for the game or whatever right um so i mean that that's like i'm a fan of this thing and i really like it i'll spend an extra 30 bucks on some of the cool shit but i also got as a gift from kayla the this very limited run of street fighter 4 arcade edition collectors it's a collector's edition of it okay it's a giant velvet chest that has the entire soundtrack for all of the Street Fighter games, a uh, 10 inch resin statue of Ryu doing a Shoryuken, along with a real life replica of his belt, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, Street Fighter 4, with all of the DLCs, as well as all of the animated Street Fighter movies, and a certificate of authentication because they only made like. 6,000 of these things. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say it now. I don't understand how we're friends sometimes. I don't understand <laughs> what we're doing here. Like, I don't get that. I don't get anything about that. It, personally, to me, the collector thing is, are you collecting games or are you collecting toys? Uh, why am I getting a toy with my game? I'll just go buy toys. And the idea that, like, a belt is part of it, like... The soundtrack stuff, okay, I get that. I would pay a little bit extra to get a soundtrack on certain games because I actually like video game scores and music. I, I, I really enjoy them. Uh, some of my most listened to stuff is like Streets of Rage 4 and Skyrim. I, I enjoy those soundtracks, uh, and they're really good for thinking too. Fucking 10-inch statue and authentication and all that, it's fucking dumb. It's dumb, and it, it, it causes these problems where now it's like, 
the thing that you should be getting in a collector's edition is the DLC. Like first and foremost. Well, like I said, it did come with it came with like three entire games and all of them. Well, and that was that was yeah, that was the 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 Street Fighter one, but the Kingdom Hearts one. Oh, the Kingdom Hearts one, yeah, I had to spend that's what I'm saying. thirty dollars. And like I understand dollar version of the game I had already paid for. Right, and I understand like spending a lot of extra money to collect a game that's hard to get. I understand that collector's mentality. I do not understand the idea that I have to spend an extra seventy dollars to get a fucking statue with my video game. I. I, I, I'll take heat. I don't care. It's dumb. I, I don't like it. It's stupid. And I hate that. I hate that half my news stories in IGN is like pre-order bonuses for shit. I see more toys on my video game website than I see video games. It's annoying and obnoxious and I don't like it. And I think it's gitches. It. It's just gitches. <laughs> but uh, after that long, long list, that was it. That was everything I had. Okay. All right, well, let's plug this thing and be done then. Yes. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to the end of the show and the shameless self-promotion that comes with it. Anything special you want to promote there, Neil? Uh, well, I mean, I guess it's kind of like an anti-plug. Uh, if that's the case, I uh, even though I was off last week, uh, <laughs> imp impromptu day off last week, I actually will not be on next week because I'm going to get to go see some good old American destruction and watch some cars plow into each other uh, at a uh, fair. So yeah. that's what I will be doing next Sunday. Uh, well, so I like how even though off camera we had. We oh, were wait, talking right. about we potentially scheduling a different team to record. <laughs> You've just now already. decided to announce to them before that. me that oh, you're not going to be on the show. Oh, shit. No, well, I might what be. The I might be then. Fuck. We are going to be rec recording on Sunday. Let me Neil, I mean that. this with all due respect. You suck sometimes. I hate. What I are you doing? I'm not going to take any offense to that. <laughs> uh, I will willingly and openly admit that I fucking suck. <laughs> oh, all Look, right. Well, then let me right. a little addendum. I might not be here next week. Let's put it. We don't that know. Way. We don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure Maybe it out. Zach Phil, will kill uh, me before then. <laughs> Phil, Phil did a great job last week. Great job. He did. And so, thanks, thank you again, me. Phil, last week for allowing me to have the time to watch not only the original Top Gun but uh, Top Gun Maverick as well. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Plugs. I do want to say July 16th, our first episode of the live stream, uh, or sorry, our live play of the game, tabletop game that I'm publishing will be going up. I am going to put it up on Axiom Games' YouTube channel. I'm also going to put it up here, uh, probably, <clears throat> probably the day after, like 17th or 18th, just so you guys know. Uh, well, I'm sorry, probably Monday. It'll probably be here on the 18th. On this channel, if you want to watch it on the day it comes out, go to Axiom Games. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Neil's part of it. Uh, but I am publishing, if, if you've been listening to the show, you know. I'm publishing my first tabletop role-playing game as part of my gaming company with Mr. Mark Bell uh, called Axiom Games. It's called Upper Hand Wrestling RPG. We've got a few players. Phil Billy's in it. Uh, and Neil's in it. His lovely wife is taking part. Uh, as well as another friend of ours named Jay. Uh, so yeah, so it, it's a lot of fun. 
Uh, I hope you guys check it out. I hope it's not too jank for your taste. It's a little, it's a little jank, but uh, other than that, uh, got some fresh Stella shows going up. Uh, those will probably switch to Thursdays, just so you guys know, because set. No, they'll probably stay on Saturdays. They'll probably stay. On Saturdays. Um, but yeah, but they're going up on Saturdays. Uh, my wife played Fall Guys for Prelude. That's a lot of fun. Audio's a little crappy, but it's a lot of fun. Please check that out. For streams, as usual, still doing the grounded breakfast. We're doing breakfast streams right now until school kicks in. Uh, 8 a.m. on Tuesdays, I play grounded with a friend of mine. Uh, then, of course, Amateur Hour going through Shredder's Revenge Tuesday nights. And then Wednesday mornings, 8 a.m., we have switched off Skyrim. Finally give Skyrim a break. Going to... WWE 2K22 GM mode, and that is a lot of fun to play, so please come check that out. Alright, everybody. Uh, other than that, you guys can reach us on Facebook at OmegaMegaH, on Twitter at OmegaMegaH9. You can join our Discord. The link is in the description below. You can influence us in all of our shows from there. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as long as you keep watching and listening, we'll keep making them. See you guys next time. Alright, we are done. No, no, no. It's Thor and Marvel movies as a whole. With the exception of a few outliers, they're all comedy movies. Ever since, uh, uh, there was one of them that I'm thinking of, but, uh, but one of them, like, real early on, they, uh, they just all became comedies. They all became funny, funny, haha movies. And I can't, I can't deal with that. Like, one or two comedies, fine. Especially when you take Thor, who is a very serious character in the comics, oh, yeah. who, who was a very serious player in the comics. Uh, and just turn him into a fucking punchline. And even Taika, and I like Taika with Watiti. I like him. I like him yeah. as a director. I like a lot of his stuff, but I don't like what he did to Thor because, and he even said, I made a Thor movie that wasn't necessarily for Thor fans. Okay, well then maybe you shouldn't be making a Thor movie. Like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. He, I'm sure all the jokes are funny, but like, I don't want that from my Thor movie. I actually like exactly what it is. Yeah, I actually like the first two movies better. They weren't better movies on a whole because they didn't accomplish enough, but they portrayed Thor better than these movies did, even though they were worse movies. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the thing. Like it's 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 the tone of the character too, yeah. because like it was fine. Whenever Thor was the serious guy and he was like, quote unquote, inadvertently right. making jokes, mm -hmm. like that was fine. But like now his character is straight up just like constant. The first, like the first 10 minutes of the movie where they're doing the whole thing that you see in the trailers with the Guardians and everything. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Like there was a couple people in the theater, like Kayla was laughing too. I'm like, all right come on like they did the the old tried and true bit of trying to defend something that is very fragile and destroy it to destroy whatever's going on and it crumbling in the background right i'm like okay <laughs> yeah yeah they've been doing the same bits for a long time now and and that's another thing the entirety of the guardians of the galaxy are in this movie like and i'm sure there's other characters from other movies in there and it's just i'm so sick of that in Marvel movies, like that, none of them, like the Doctor Strange movie had three other characters. This one's got like an entire other superhero team. Like they don't have their own storylines anymore. Like I can't just watch a Thor movie. I have to watch the Thor movie so I know what's going on in Guardians, and I have to watch the Guardians movie to know what's going on in Thor. And I can't do that shit anymore. I just can't. That's why I walked away after the last Avengers game, just because I was like, hey, that's it. That's the end of the story. I'm good. I can walk away from this from here on out. You know. 